Welcome to Broken Home, the only podcast so sweet. Uh, it's just like the taste of eating a free sugar packet while mum has a coffee. I'm your host, Jeremy Webb, and this is the podcast where we propose that Brent Broke wasn't all bad. Uh, joining me this episode as my broken homie for the week, it's Melbourneian's own lovable chimney sweep. Always up for a lark, it's comedian Timothy Clark. <laughs> Hello, folks. I've come down the little flu system in the uh, fucking... God damn it. I, I really should start this again. Yeah, nah, who cares? I got caught, I got <laughs> caught in the chimney sweep metaphor... Uh, I'm, I'm picturing you, you're basing that purely off the, uh, Your the soot body covered all over my no. body, <laughs> that, my little top hat with a little flap at the top. This yeah, the way you're not allowed brum. in the same fa- uh, like train carriages as us businessmen. Yeah, uh, man, thank you so much for having me, Webby. Uh, lovely to be here, back in your podcasting recording. Uh, I think the third podcast I've recorded with you. Will this be the first one to be released? Who knows? Hey, there was episodes of previous podcasts that came out. You were on second strings. Uh, I wasn't even considering second strings. I was thinking about the other ones. <laughs> I actually uh, have found on the feed, so if uh, if people are interested, it is actually easy for me to just chuck a back catalogue and the little random ones that I haven't uh, actually put out anywhere. So I might just have a separate feed where I just pop that all because I don't have it up online anywhere at the moment. Man, if you... So, check them <laughs> out. They were fun. They were fun. But I would say anyone with a podcast from like 2014, 2015, don't put them back up. Take them offline. <laughs> you don't know what's there. Times have changed. Uh, I have a vague idea, and I'm yeah, that's actually pretty good advice. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I remember a couple of very specific episodes that need to remain offline. Well, I Just guess it's so... true. They say you can't say anything these days. Not like the good old days where we were broke. <laughs> exactly. That's what we hear. Come on, for. man. You said you were going to be leading this. I am leading <laughs> this, but you know, you, as you said, you talk very quickly, and I just like to let you go. You know, you feel I like am... you, you have the the voice and speaking of someone who feels like they're going somewhere. And then the panic in your eyes of someone who has who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's this I, um, wonderful combo of you, you. I think you're in charge until I can see in your eyes that you're not. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm the comedic version of edging. Uh, I'll get. I'll get you just before the punchline and, and uh, give you a look of fright, like deer in the headlights. Just like, come on, uh, yes, your turn. It takes Where's two to pass. It takes two to podcast. <laughs> I, I do, do like again. to uh, be a guest on podcasts and, uh, and 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 be on as many as I can, but it must God, it must be frustrating to hear my voice, particularly if you like me listening <laughs> at like one point two, one point three speed. Oh, you want nightmare? That? Really? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's fine. There's no, uh, there's no change. There's no difference at like one point two, one point three. I suppose you only one point really five. Noticed... Madman. I suppose you only notice the difference if you like are literally listening to it at one time speed, and then you do the little test change. I do that sometimes. Go and back. Like, it's like, how do I live like this? Well, going back is weird because then it's going slower is a nightmare because then you're like, come on, you're trying to hear quicker. <laughs> but like, I never used to understand the concept of being able to hear quicker until uh, I was working as IT support and a blind guy came in with his computer. Okay. And he's got one Here of the we programs. Go. Look forward to taking down this RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was fine. Uh, I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, he uses it by the, the computers will read whatever they said it to be reading. So uh, for his one, it was just literally anything you'd mouse over, it would read out what the mouse has then hit. Yeah. But it was playing at such a fucking speed that I had no idea what it was saying. Mm. So just like it would like make this noise and he'd just be using the laptop or whatever. And I was just like, oh yeah, of course. Like I would, I thought of hearing being better as being like, you can hear from further away. Right. Like I thought, in that sort of thing. Oh, like but it's more of hearing being better in terms of you can process. Yeah, I never really. Information it much wasn't faster. until then that I'd actually thought of it in that respect because I'm like, when you mm. think of a dog's hearing being better, mm. you think of like they can hear shit that's further away that 
or like have a better idea where it is, yeah. but I've never comprehended listening quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> Dogs they, don't, understand don't understand that. that. No, there's not enough tone in it there. Yeah. It's gone. But yeah, that was, uh, anyway, hearing quicker. Tone but, rhymes with home. Broken home, that is. Can I please do my update at the start of the episode? Uh, so for the people who have listened yes, to you can. last week's episode, thank you, Tim. Take it away. Oh, thank you. Three, two, Any minute now, I'll one. Get going. Give us that big old update from last week, Jeremy. Well, actually, don't let me interrupt anymore. Okay, it's actually forward. The floor sizzle. is yours. He's called me out. I've become too insecure about it to call it actual an update. It's a it's forward sizzle for a later update. Come on, Web. Come on. Uh, we've had the update that uh, Noah from last week's episode has got in t- contact with his old man about the scooter graveyard that we discussed last week. Because uh, Tim, we had my mate Noah on. We were talking about his old man Bear. And... No more context. No, uh, yep, the scooter good. graveyard, Bear. I get it. Yeah, we were discussing like. Poor hobbies, just yeah. that we're things, about, and it's usually something to do, particularly with like blokes in the country, of collecting some sort of junk with the idea of jerry rigging one, working one together. Right, right. And Bear just had this like he, I found out it wasn't just next to his house; it was he bought it, like he bought his house, found that there was next door like a Vespa graveyard, and then purchased that additional block so that he could have it. Right. Okay. So we were wondering what the fuck happened to it because yeah. there was this whole thing where now he's like fixing cars for charity and this kind of stuff. You might not want to give it away now. This might be sizzle for Noah's return. Well, this is the problem. Okay. I have not been told what it specifically is. Ooh. I just know that he there has is an the update. update. And from the way he was telling me, it was like, oh man, I've got the update. I'm like, okay, it's not just, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Like I've got an actual update. His so. dad's made a Franken Vespa. Oh, he's got a Vespa mech. Yeah. <laughs> Exosuit of Vespers. He could fall down in any direction and still be scooting. He can go fast, but not as fast as a motorbike still. <laughs> he doesn't have to wear the leathers. <laughs> but yes, uh, we will be having Noah back on. I know I did promise that we would do an in-person episode with Noah while he was back. Back from Taiwan over in Australia. But unfortunately, we were just too fucked up the entire time he was here. Mm. Uh, and just Taiwan on, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Tied about four on, man. It was... Oh. I haven't done that in a while. Just the, like, a friend's over, so you go to one thing, and then you go to a birthday, and then we're like, oh, we got another gig that we booked, and just, like, doing that over and over again. But also being the age where when, because a couple of nights we had, like, four or five people staying here at my house. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm at that age now where I'm like, well, I've got to keep the house tidy for guests. Right. So we're here, we're just off our faces, back from gigs and stuff, and I'm just, like, grabbing plates out and just, like, hosting still, <laughs> just off my shelves. I'm like, I don't like this era. I liked before when I would... You know, you don't give a fuck on the night and you clean up in the morning. Yeah. It's just gone. Sounds like you're describing a broken home. <laughs> I've gonna... given you three lead-ins <laughs> so far. We, mate, we're just chatting. It's we're not, just I chatting. don't need to slam on the... You really love coming onto my podcast and just saying the name of it at me. Who doesn't? For it's those best, of you, I'll the put out way. the hidden episodes. Of just, <laughs> I'll just do a supercut of you saying the names of podcasts I've done on the podcast. I've well, done. well, well. If you listen at 1.3 speed, that's going to be five seconds. If normal, eight. Yeah, but it'll be fun. It'll be a little fun. It'll be a little fun. So, we're gonna, uh, today we're, I wanted to talk to you about you because you are a Melbourne performer. Thank you. And often when I speak to people that, you, when you're first getting into particularly anything in the entertainment industry, if that's what you're really trying to do, you, you are on no cash for the actual like entertainment work that you are doing at the start. I guess so. so like, and I am going to preface this entire episode by saying mm-hmm. I've been very, very lucky 
my adult life, I've not been, I haven't spent long periods of time without work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always been day job to supplement anything I do at night, whether it be mm-hmm. you know, hosting or doing stand-up or sketch or anything like that. Yeah. It's always been fairly consistent with work at the start. So you've not done the whole, uh, like, all right, quit the day job, trying to do this full-time? Never have, and I never will. Yeah. <laughs> I've accepted that in my life. I'm never going to earn uh, enough money from this to make it a career. That's fine. Mm. It's just a bit of fun. That's it. Yeah. That's a but good spot to be, especially, like, I'm that one step below where I'm like, yeah, it could be that if I just kept doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> The one step more said. Jump back but, into the pool. The delusion will wash it all away from oh, you. Ah, need it. Need that cleansing pool. But yeah, guys. You know, first thing, I, you know, I started doing stand up when I was living at home, so that was a lot easier. Whereabouts did your parents live? I live. Uh, I grew up in Pasco Vale. Oh, so you were literally around here? Right around here. I mean, I didn't want to mention it in Doxia. Uh, it's a beautiful suburb. Yeah, Pasco Vale. Grew up around here. I, I forgot that you had mentioned that to me before me. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Like, so getting to gigs and things wasn't. Difficult. No, it was, I mean, a, a bit annoying because, you know, when I was starting out, it was always, you know, late on a Tuesday. I was yeah. a little 20 year old having to go walk half hour to the train station, take a train into the city, mm-hmm. bomb at MIB for five minutes, <laughs> take two trains back because it works. Oh, man. Try doing Eventually, that. after, you know, several hours of drinking after MIB. Try doing that where you're not allowed to drink because you have to drive to and from Ballarat to come and do those open mics. Yeah, yeah, and there man, were a couple of years, weren't there? God, just doing the drive up, music's on, all full of hope. After that fucking crash and burn, just doing a hour and a half drive back, yeah. no music, just <laughs> driving in silence with the windows cracked, just <laughs> fuming and ruminating. Letting nature smoke the cigarette for you as you leave oh, yeah, your arm out the window. I'm smoking half of it, the wind's getting the other half. <laughs> just the ash, I'm not even ashing it, it's just a pile on my leg, just going... That, why? Not Why even listening it? to a recording off your phone? No, I know it. I'm hearing it all <laughs> in my fucking head, man. <laughs> it's like a flak file in your brain. Yeah. High it's... quality audio. Oh, but the uh, the silences in between go for way longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was like my, my, my... Like I said, I just wanted to say that at the start because it's not... I've never had... Um, well, that's the thing, man. We're talking with... about... Because on this, it's it's about everybody has these periods yeah. and it's like you don't need to get yourself caught up in this well of it's never going to end it's never going to be this or it, like you know you're stuck in this and it's like yeah it's temporary it sucks you can do things to get through it but you have fun along the way oh absolutely still, as you still got to keep your spirits up and all that kind of thing along the way mm. so it's like i think most of the people that we've had on have been pretty uh lucky in that respect mm. uh but yeah there's definitely chunks of your life where you're like I got nothing and that's where none of us have had first hand experience with abject poverty very thankfully so Um, I'm I'm taking a presumption of what you were saying then by your other guests I'm I'm making a big assumption there like you were saying Um, I count myself very lucky but yeah you know I've had shitty jobs that weren't giving me many hours and weren't great pay Mm. and it was mostly just to subsidise going out every night and drinking a lot of beers and trying to do comedy what do you Uh, think being poor is man (laughs) I tell you what it is, pretty fun sometimes. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, man, you got such a serious tone at the start. But it's uh no no no. I get I get why you're doing it. It, uh, it was something that came up when discussing the idea originally of doing this podcast. Yeah. Because I did have a couple of people that were like, you know, are you sure that that's not that, that that's all right to be talking about this sort of topic? I'm like, I do it all the time. 
like any time I talk about my childhood is usually horrifying somebody with some sort of breach of health and safety that we just used to mm. do for amusement. I would say though, Webby, more times, and I'm saying this as a person who has been multiple ta- multiple times disgusted by stories of your childhood. <laughs> it's usually just it's not about like, oh, we were so poor, we were resorted to this or that. It's usually like, yeah, Dad found like a cursed gnome and he kept moving around the yard. <laughs> Trying to scare mum. Yeah, but that kind of lunacy only comes from the lower classes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. The The rich do interior decorating. The opiate of the masses. Goosebumps books. (laughs) Your dad's main... uh, Dad is his own category. Dad is his own beast that is just this extra level. Because... Yeah, he's just this odd little bush boy that I've definitely told. You this that story. sounds like a slur your dad would have yelled out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> odd little bush boy. That? No, bush boy is just from out the country way. Was just the kids in primary school who would turn up with no shoes on. Right, and that was dad because he'd get kicked out of school on purpose for not wearing shoes so that he could go down the creek and go fishing. And you don't need your shoes to go fishing. If anything, it's a hindrance. Exactly. Yeah. It makes perfect sense in his little fucking brain. <laughs> yeah. Did he also get kicked out of school for um, not painting that fence and tricking another little boy into doing it for him? <laughs> yeah, and he had some horrible nicknames for his friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun to laugh in this crazy world we live is. in, eh, hey, Webby? It is. So did you uh, did you study at a home, or did you uh, just... What did I do? I, um, I went to... Uh, where did I go straight after school? RMIT, straight after school. Into mm-hmm. a writing, um, a writing course, which was uh, great for me. It was right in the city, mm-hmm. um, just up the road from where I went to high school as well. So not much about my life changed. Didn't do any gap years or anything like that. Yep. Um, which I working read. gap year? No, nothing like that. Oh, straight to uni. Straight to uni. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, well, technically TAFE, but I say uni. It was at a uni. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying uh, to keep it simple. And that was fun. That was where I um, I took a, a, a writing TV course as part of a larger writing course. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Ferguson, comedian from Doug Anthony All Stars, was teaching it. Recommended a nice. bunch of us um, from the writing comedy course to try doing stand up. They recommended the the workshop at the Comics Lounge on Errol Street. I did one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might who, have been who where was I hosting yours. I cannot remember. Oh, I remember mine. Who was yours? I got Fleety. You got Fleety? Yeah, and it was a that was a great fun day. Okay. Because uh, that's where I first met uh, Jay. You probably left slightly broker <laughs> than when you went, first went in, right? Oh, we all did, but the best thing was it was a different number of broke for every person. <laughs> that was the best game. Me and Jay figured out, uh, Jay Morrissey, that's where I, he was like the first person oh, yeah. I met in comedy was at that course. Man. And it's probably actually like the best, in terms of like a show, if you wanted to go more than a Greg Fleet show, if you wanted to go to a Greg Fleet experience, mm. you book in his comedy The course. Greg Fleet dining experience. Exactly. You bring your own snacks, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> we rock out there, and it's everyone's just sort of hanging out in the comics lounge. Nobody's anywhere to be seen. Uh, like on for, the for listeners who, who, who don't know, it's a, it's a comedy uh, club here in, uh, in Melbourne, yep. uh, and they run... They used, I'm not sure if they still do it, but they used to run like on Tuesday nights... Um, New nights, so you could go yeah. there for a little comedy course, and then after a while, if you, you know, can build up your material mm-hmm. and your jokes, um, you can get onto the, the the Tuesday night. Um, I don't know if it still does it. It seems kind of outdated, sure. like the idea of a comedy course. Yeah, especially for how much people rip on the idea of it these days, mm. just online and anything like that. But 
yeah, essentially it was you take, you might have material you want to try with somebody and run it through with other people before you try it in front of a crowd, that kind of thing. And yeah, but everybody was there for different reasons. I hadn't started doing comedy yet. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is a, get me an idea of what happens in the city. Like, cause that's the thing when you're from Benalla, I'm like, well, I don't know who owns every pub. So how the fuck do I get booked for anything at anywhere? It's yeah. like, I don't. I had no idea how you would do that sort and of And all the other clubs were denying you access because you didn't have any shoes at the time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this is a tribute to my father. Mm-hmm. He is still alive, but... That explains your uh, first comedy festival show. No shirt, no shoes, no laughs. <laughs> uh, thank you for having a joke where I've done a comedy show. <laughs> In my mind, I was like racking my brain just like, has he? <laughs> no. All right. It's one of those, I plan to, and then I'll be do that thing where I do three days at Fringe and then check out. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am done. I did it. Uh, comedy courses. Yes, we're at the Fleety Comedy Course. So we, we turn up there, we're hanging around, just waiting for it to start. Yeah. And we start discussing with people, and Jay and I figure out that everybody had paid a completely different amount for the course. So I've heard this story. Yeah, I paid 80 is... bucks. Okay. Uh, Jade pays 60 bucks. That's okay. why I first figured it out. Right. But we went around the room and our game was basically to find who had paid the most for the comedy course. Oh, God damn. And I think we found someone at 140 bucks. Oh, doctor. And we're like, okay, so that's all good. And then like, Fleety just sort of appears on stage. Like right. he just steps dramatically through the curtains, walks out. How long was his scarf? <laughs> no scarf. No scarf. Pre-scarf. Bu- too many buttons undone too. Okay. Uh, he must have been warm. <laughs> and then uh, he just checked that everyone had paid. Right. And he goes, cool, I'll be back soon. <laughs> and then he went out behind the curtain for about half an hour again. Comes back out, and he's clearly just off his chops by that point. He's Jesus. just stumbling. But then he hit the stage, and his brain just sort of went, doing comedy. And he just did a 45-minute show for everybody that had signed up for this course. He realized that that's not what he's meant to be doing. Right. <laughs> and then he just went, okay, you guys can get up and show me your five minutes and I'll critique it and make notes on it. So Ooh. then he sat down and was just watching. And as people are up there doing five minutes, I'm just watching him because he's just nodding. Ooh. He's just like unconscious. <laughs> not nodding table. in agreement to how good the comedy is. Nodding off. Nodding off. And he's just going there. But at the same time, they'd get to the end and they'd go, well, what do you think? And he would just snap upright and have three puns that could be slotted, like, sort of equidistant okay. throughout the act. I'm like, all right, that was the Greg Fleet experience. He's a mystery, <laughs> that Fleety. Mm. But, like, like, all of the jokes were, like, they not just were a pun that could land in there, they fit with the theme of the bit and yeah. everything. Like, they were good little jokes that could be fed through. I mean, he's a master comedian. He's very, very funny. Exactly. He but knows I'm what he's like, doing. I know, like, I'm like, how are you doing that? You're literally asleep. I swore you were unconscious. So they recommended you to go and do the comedy courses from there. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I got... When did uh, you first move out? First moved out, I think I was 21 or 22. Can't remember. Uh, moved Borderline into... a problem? Were you getting hints by that point? Um, or do you no, have loving parents no, that like I, your company? I was the <laughs> oldest of four. So they even if I had left, they would still have three kids. So it wasn't as big of a deal for me to stay there that long. Oh, if sitcoms have taught me anything, they would have been wanting you out. Nah, it was... You're the eldest. You're taking up too much room with your girls. (laughs) No, that wasn't the case. (laughs) Not at all. Not a problem. 
Uh, hey Tim, can we go back to your place? No, thank you. I respect the sanctity of my parents' house too much. <laughs> you contribute to the mortgage, lady. <laughs> then we'll talk. Uh, so what you're saying is the only people you slept with in your early twenties were contributing to the rates on your parents' house. Um, through taxes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so was it into like share house from there? Or? We went into a share house. Yes, yeah. I'm very lucky. I count myself very lucky. I've never lived with random people that I've, I've just met through fairy floss or something online. Me I've neither. Always lived with either myself or friends. Yeah. Always friends through comedy as well. So moved into my first share That's a house. dice roll. But, it, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's no, I, I count myself very lucky. I've always mm-hmm. had really nice um, housemates, get along with them still to this day, never mm-hmm. had a falling out. Yeah, moved into my first share house, 21, 22, I can't remember when it was, but it was in uh, Brunswick West. But was that a dice roll the first time? Because like, who were you moving in with that first time? Uh, two friends of mine. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want to mention them on the on the pod here, but two people we know. Okay. Is there going to be somebody who's going to be a guest? Possibly. Was it Roland? I lived with Roland later on. Okay. Didn't anyway, it was Lisbon Lauren. Okay. I'll, I'll put their name so it adds mystery. Okay. <laughs> so I moved in with these two I'll people. I'll some of the name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I moved in with uh, these two people. One of them a uh, murderer. One of them a jewel thief. Oh. You'll figure that out. Had the listeners right in on that one. So... And that was great. I, I lived there for like a first year or so. And that was the first year that uh, I also, I think, was involved in comedy festival as well, as well as going to Adelaide mm-hmm. and Sydney as well. So that's got to put you probably in the brokest window immediately. I think that Being was... Being the... put into the festival crew. Yeah. Like, Cause at that point, everyone's poor kicking around that festival. That, like, like a couple of years the in. The very think... start of it, when everyone's paid for everything but not getting anything back, is... Yeah. The bleakest window. <laughs> but some of the most fun, you yeah. got to admit. Uh, but at, at that point, it was like, oh, I'm a couple of years in. What do I do? Well, you got to go to Adelaide. you got to go to Sydney. you got to mm-hmm. do something in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I was nowhere near ready. See, I, I've got that lovely thing where I'm like, no, no, I'm going to be clever enough and wait until I'm good enough. Yeah. The problem is I'm still waiting now because I'm sticking to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're gunning for that Best Newcomer Award. Oh, mate. <laughs> I'm going to be the Best Newcomer of two, 2044. 2044. <laughs> Jeremy show from his deathbed. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> By that point, I, I was assuming I'd have some sort of stoma. But it was a really nice share house. Uh, beautiful house. I actually walked past it the other day. Still mm-hmm. looking good. Uh, big backyard. I think you might have uh, been there once or twice. Maybe we had a house party. Can't remember. Possibly. Because that would have been the era when I was like trying to meet everybody and was rocking up to just any house party I could to just yeah. drink in a fucking foyer that was too small or something. That was our house, baby. Just it was in a really sunroom nice. or some shit. Just somewhere where you just end up. It was a bit of a. It wasn't that big of a, a huge party house, mm-hmm. uh, but we did have a, a fair share of, uh, of big events. I remember one time specifically, I went to a house party around the corner from my first share house. Had a great time with all these new people that are new in comedy. Uh, a lot of people who are probably going to be guests on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be naming <laughs> name dropping some of them in a couple of sentences time. <laughs> it gets to like midnight or so. I'm getting tired. I'm right around the corner. I say goodbye to everyone. Walk back. Get ready for bed. Get into bed. Fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Expecting a great night of sleep. Five thirty a.m. Rocks Pry. Yep. I hear a knocking on my window. I look out, mm-hmm. and then like, like Romeo and Juliet out there, Roland Hoffman and Bo Stegman, 
comedy friends of mine, yeah. five thirty in the morning. They've got a near full slab, and they are Good. wanting somewhere to drink it. And so they came to the closest person they knew, me. And that's hey. the story of how at six a.m. in the morning, I was wearing a robe, drinking a Carlton in the backyard with Roland and Bo. Oh, that's great! It's, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Sometimes the best ability is availability. You're that. I, you get one third of a way through a can like that, and you think, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" I know, man. I did have the uh, thing a little while back where Tiff brought people back here for kick-ons after I'd gone to bed, right. and doing the like, "All right, they've brought a bunch of you know, somebody had coke with them, that kind of stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, I could get up at five a.m. and start to party." Yeah. And then just realizing it's like you do a line an hour later and then everyone is unconscious and now you're just the most awake person mm. at 5 a.m. Well, now 6 a.m. You're like, all right, I guess I'll start my day. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to go for a run. Yeah, just like when you start, it's like tidying the house, but like around everyone. Do not making... talk to me before I've had my morning line. <laughs> <laughs> just went in, made some protein yogurt. And just, mm-hmm. That's the most healthy anyone who's done a line has ever been eating pro- protein yogurt. Oh, yeah. well. I added a bunch of, like, peanuts and, like, Milo and mm. shit on it. It was amazing. Oh, right. <laughs> God, it's good to uh, do a comedy podcast where we can play these crazy characters who get up with get up to all sorts of mischief. <laughs> anyway, let's shift back into telling real stories about our real lives. The parody time is over. Man, I've already given too much away about myself. Yeah, Tim I know. You're talking about your partner on a first-name basis. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about who I lived with. <laughs> Not I, about me. It, shame for them. No, it's fine. She's I actually... That too. Or, funnier, I'll bleep here instead of bleeping there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, your, pa- your partner's name is a slur, so you should, <laughs> you should beep it. Well, I, I did find out, because, like, apparently in some places, the word cookie, because anybody here, their surname's Cook, they're cookie. Right. That's apparently a homophobic slur that you will call somebody in certain places. Oh, really? That's yeah. a damn shame. Uh, hey, cookie. Like, it's, it's meant to be, you know. Mm. You sweet little thing, kind of. right? <laughs> it almost sounds too complimentary to be a slur. Like they're not doing it properly. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to have mentioned that and uh, got us off the uh, off the old tangent there. But yeah, that was oh, probably man, the. I've, I got to practice my editing anyway. That's probably the brokest <laughs> point of my life. Mm-hmm. Those first couple of years living well, outside of home, because you know the I, comedy festival time where everybody's broke is always interesting and fun because it's mm. all of, especially when you're at that stage you were describing yeah. like when we were that bit younger nobody's got much cash to begin with but now you've had to pay for your venue you got to pay for your tech or whatever if you're paying that up front i'm working three or four days a week at a retail job that i hate yeah and and uh the bloody what is it the festival uh, festival festival sign up cost sign up cost that was the one so like every it's like everybody's together everybody's hanging out it's the best time and not one of your group of mates has got any cash together at all. <laughs> I just remember, like, I'd be, especially with, like, some of our mates, you'd rock up, and because I was still working full-time and I didn't have a show or anything, and then yeah. I was getting a little bit extra cash doing some flyer in that first year, it's like, oh, yeah. look out, boys, I've got a full pack of cigarettes. Just, Whoa! Oh, just throwing it out like coins off the back of a horse. Just <laughs> feeling like <laughs> The an prettiest man king. in jail. Oh, the f- like... 45 bucks well spent just <laughs> cascading it out to my friends. Come, I've saved you all. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a smoker myself. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, but. That's most people. Surely the, the takeover of vapes is really impacting the bumming cigarettes industry. 
Well, the issue is... Or is, one, a, or is a vape... I'm not part of vape culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it... Is it just like a pass-around thing? Previously. But... Nah, bloody COVID. I felt like vapes were... Exactly. Vapes were coming up and then COVID happened and then it became a... You have your own vape and that's it. Yeah. Because like previously you go, can I get a... Like you'd swig off it from somebody basically yeah. just to like get a nicotine hit because you're all quitting together but somebody's decided to go the vape. Yeah. But the biggest problem now is like it's so much more of uh, an ask on somebody to bum one. Not only does the cost keep going up, but there's less people you'll see just kicking around having a smoke. Mm. So they're just like getting absolutely hammered if you're having a cigarette on the street of just people who are like, oh man, can I bum a dart? And you're like, no. I was at Rod Laver Arena on Friday night seeing a band, My mm. Chemical Romance. Great show. Great show. Okay, I'll take your word on it. Uh, Jimmy World Open Forum. It was a great time. Uh, Who were you there for, really, Tim? Uh, uh, myself. That's what we were. My 13 year old self. And he had a <laughs> yeah, fucking blast. Uh, they are very explicit about like no vaping on the floor mm-hmm. or in the, in the pits or in the stands or wherever the case may be. As soon as the concert starts, plumes mm. of smoke come in away. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. The guy in front of me was ducking down. Uh, vaping behind the entire crowd as it was standing up. <laughs> it, I think it was one of these new nicotine vapes that smells like weed. <laughs> oh, man. I was at... Uh, which, which stadium did you say it was? Rod Laver. Yeah, I, did, I went to Rod Laver to see uh, Dave Chappelle. And, and you were making fun of my chemical romance. Yes. <laughs> uh, you were there just for his politics, though. Hmm? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I was there to see Jimmy Carr and doing support, doing... Fucking eighteen-year-old gear. Really, Jimmy Carr was doing support for Dave Chappelle. He did a pop-in. Oh, one of the support spots before Dave came in. Lovely. All right, would have been a good show. Yeah, mm. it actually was. It was great. But it was that thing of like everybody. You can just see people just leaning into their collars, yeah. and then just yeah. As soon as the actual lights are off, it's like everyone's got their phone in a bag. So what can you do? So people are just <laughs> slyly sitting there, just puffing away on the vapes, and then you just. My favorite bit is like the lights all go down and then there's one guy who's clearly been like taking a huge just <laughs> the lights all come down and it's just that cuts <laughs> it out and you just see this huge <laughs> plume coming in from just so where the umpire's chair used to be. Was Dave Chappelle uh, vaping or smoking on stage? He was. Ah, well, good for Fuck, him. I was jealous. Guess it's one rule for the rich and one rule for us, eh? <laughs> I'm literally sitting there just like watching going... Fuck, I want a dart. Because, like, <laughs> I thought there was going to be two support acts. Because I also needed to piss the entire time he was on stage. Because uh, I yeah. thought there was going to be two support acts, but then ended up being, like, five plus an audience roast. And at no point did I want to leave, because at any point I thought they were just going to be like, Dave Chappelle starting, and he's going to just, like, yeah. have the lead in line and go to catch it, whatever. So just sitting there the whole time. And as soon as he's on stage, just punching darts. I'm like, yeah. fuck, it's been a while since I've had a dart. Yeah. <sighs> Same reason why I um, missed the start of Jimmy Eat World's The Middle on Friday night. Mm. Oh, well, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, eh? And that was a beautiful piss. So, yeah, that's probably the uh, brokest I've ever been <laughs> at my time. Uh, like I said, I had, a, I had a job that I didn't really like. It was like working retail, uh, mm-hmm. walking distance from the home, so that was all right. I still preferred, like, because when you're in that kind of job where it's like you got to do, you want to be doing something, but you're yeah. working to pay for it, that kind of thing. Uh, it's usually either retail or hospo. Right. And I hate retail, but I hated hospo way more. Mm. I just don't like the pace that hospitality operates at. No. I could, like, I, it's, I, it's I, constant. Like, it's got to be as quick as you possibly can every time. 
we need to be faster. It's I can't go left. back to Hospo. It was as well. Retail was 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 tough. And then when I got out of that one, there was like six months, or maybe not even six months, like four or five months mm-hmm. before finding another job. Where that was, that was the the grimmest part. Yeah, like I would say, like I I remember specifically, and it was just like a time of doing gigs, having really bad insomnia as well, mm. getting home. Uh, drunk and just like I'm gonna watch two movies before I go to bed. Fuck, because I can't get to sleep. I'll get to bed at like three, wake up at six. Yeah, because I got, I, I just couldn't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, G- I, gigs were still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember specifically one <laughs> one night I, I got home. It was like two a.m. in the morning. I was watching mm-hmm. some movie on my computer, uh, and at one point. Uh, like the word kill was on screen, but okay. in the sense of like, there was a sign. I can't remember what the movie was, but it was like, our skills are better than whatever the case may be. Something like that. There was a yeah, poster yeah. in the movie and I had paused my computer for some reason to look at something on my phone or something. So the right, word, right. So it just held kill on the screen. No, the poster was like, our, our skills, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I kept looking up at the screen, looking back at my phone, looking back at the screen, it was a pause, and I remember distinctly looking over at my brick wall, and I could see burnt in the bread was the word kill, <laughs> and I thought, I have to get to bed so <laughs> fucking quick, <laughs> I'm getting flashes. But the worst bit is, you get something like that, you'll lay down, and then you can't sleep, and all you can see is kill on the roof as yeah. well, because it's just fucking burnt on your retinas. I'm like the fucking son of Sam killer. <laughs> my computer's telling me to kill people. <laughs> Well, technically, the computer was trying to find skilled workers. The brick wall was telling you to kill people. That's true. That's the tricky thing about walls. Yeah. They're always talking. Yeah, yeah. You think they're supportive? They have ears. I've heard it everywhere. Yeah, well. But still, we're trading for the world. Fucking hell. All right. Six months is easily long enough to have had this one, because it's it's one I like to bring out pretty commonly for people. That's long enough where you've been sitting around enough... I think sometimes with people doing comedy and writing and that kind of stuff, they might miss this period because they're usually, if you've got no money and nothing to do, you are fixating on whatever the thing is that you're trying to do on the side. Right. So, it's, uh, But usually there's a period in there where you walk past the Tats Lotto and there's the big fucking $196 million drawer or whatever yeah. and you just fantasize about what you're going to buy with that with the ticket that you're not going to purchase because you can't afford it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but bu- actually, buying tickets kicked in, because I do like to buy tickets occasionally. Yeah, people yeah. like... That kicks in when you when you get a job you don't like. And you're just like, please. I need this to yeah. escape <laughs> <laughs> what I've already got. Yeah, when you're, when you're just sitting there like with nothing to do, you're like, well, at least no one's telling me to do things. Yeah. Well, what, my 15-minute break for my call center job is up? All right, well, I guess I'll go downstairs to the Tats Lotto and uh, see if I'm free today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll walk in and see if it's going to be razor blades or a ticket today. Oh, it's a oh. ticket day. Oh, man. We. Probably the worst job I had was not even that long ago. It was between two jobs. It was the first time I'd quit a job because I just hated the person. Oh, dear. Yeah. Like, I got moved from one position to another like coming back into the office, actually met the boss who runs the whole company and just a slimy piece of shit. Oh dear. Uh, like telling me that I'd need to check all of the uh, Indian and Pakistani workers' emails before they get sent out. 
because they just don't understand culturally how to speak to corporations. Right. And Oof. just be being like, uh, and he like kept dropping things like he kept saying about going native out with the fucking IT team and stuff. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm just like, you can't thinly veil your racism in me, mate. I can see through it. I'm from the country. I smelled it on you when I walked in. <laughs> I'm a bush boy. I'm a bush boy. <laughs> and I can tell you one thing about... No. <laughs> uh, but I quit that, and it is that period particularly there where you're not working, so it means someone's looking after you in some way. Mm. And like, luckily for me, it was tears because I would have hated doing it for the parents because not that they couldn't afford it these days, uh, but it's more just... I wouldn't, for my pride, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I've, yeah I, I again count myself lucky. I think my parents have offered, you know, to mm. you know, help me out with. Oh, mum's more than offered, but I'm just like, no, I'm yeah. not having letting her have that. I can scrape by <laughs> just just with what I'm, you know, earning and mm-hmm. and doing at the moment. Um, but yeah, luckily enough, we've got out of that, got a, a nice nine to five, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been I've been pretty much nine to five since then. Yeah, it's getting that first nine to five where it's like I have locked in hours and a regular paycheck. Mm. I mean, that blew my mind. I'm in the city, so I finish at five. Mm -hmm. You just fuck around for two hours and then go to a gig. Oh, see, that was the worst for me when I had that fuck around time because then I just. I hate the fuck around time. I'm just like, I'm just going to go home and go to bed. (laughs) It was easier for me, actually, because I used to do 10 to six working at ACU there Uh, uh, near uh, Smith Street. Yeah. And so, because I'd finished at six, I'd get home, and it's immediately sort of the appropriate time to have a shower and head out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, six, be at a gig somewhere at like 6.37. So it was like, that perfectly worked for me. But now, I convinced myself, because I'm doing seven till threes, I'm like, oh, it'll be easy to get out, back to gigs. Go to bed, wake up, do seven till three, have a bit of a nap, because mm-hmm. that's enough time to need that, and it just never gets past the nap. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's just I- that thing where I'm like, oh, or I could just cook dinner and yeah. hang out. I just can't be the thing there. It's really hard to deal with that chunk of time in between where leaving and coming back isn't an option. Yeah, if I finish work at like 5.30 and there's a gig at 7.30, mm. and I could go home, have a really quick dinner, and then immediately tram back in. It's It feels like it's going to take so much effort. I know, I know. And like, then, I, I mean, I could just stick in the city. I wish yeah. I still had like an RMIT pass or something like that, and you just go into the library or something like that, but mm. I think it eventually ran out. Uh, yeah, that's probably why I, I drank several pints before the gig started at the bar the gig was at, and then by the time I get on there, I'm way too drunk to be good. It happens, but that was also more fun. <laughs> yeah, that was also more fun. I do remember being in was... an open mic, my friend rigged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like, <laughs> but then we would defend adamantly was not rigged. <laughs> Good times, eh? Good oh, times. Well, that was the thing. I, especially when our mates were running all the gigs, it was like, sweet. Oh, I'm drinking for free on Tuesdays. It's and beautiful. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Now these these new kids. All you got to get, all you got to do is get down there. Yeah, and they want to vape and shit. It's like, no, give me drink cards and durries. I, I, we mentioned this off air. I've still got so many drink cards for like <laughs> yeah. the Exford Hotel. I still or, find like, them. Stand up at the attic. I've got so many. Oh yeah. Stand up at the attic. The gigs. number of ones where I'm like, these is not only is this not the comedy night anymore, this isn't even the name it's of the not pub. The, it's not the pub anymore. It's gone <laughs> altogether. God, that, that gig it was... It really locks in your brain because like, even at that time, you hang on to every single one because you're like, I'll be down next week and I'll have a couple, like, uh, like something might go wrong. 
the, the source might get cut off all of a sudden. That you really just, like, was got to have them for the next couple of weeks, just yeah. in case. The, the, that was like a, a pure example of I'm going there for a drink card. It's mm-hmm. two trams, so I can get a free pint. Yeah. And if my mates run in the room, properly, a couple more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a second maybe. one if someone on doesn't drink. Yeah. Oh, when that first wave of people oh, who didn't drink came loved in. Loved it. Oh. Just every person, does anyone want mine? Yep. Mm. Every that, I think that's where half the collection comes from. Because mm. I'd already be drinking my one, and then it'd be people going, oh, I don't drink, do you want mine? And you go, yes, put it in your wallet for later. Yeah. Now I've got 47 drink cards for... Maybe I've been out Peter of... Peter Jones, who's driving again. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, Pete's put me... <laughs> He's put my kids through college. <laughs> uh, maybe I've been. Maybe I'm just. At, maybe I'm a, just a goddamn old man who's mm-hmm. not with it anymore. But drink cards seem like they've gone away from most gigs. I know the catfish still does them. This is getting real fucking mm. inside baseball Melbourne comedy scenes. Mate, shit. doesn't matter though because this was our brokest time, and this is a very important topic to us yeah. when we were broke, and it was fucking. Drink I love cards. getting drink cards at a gigs. Yes. you could get like a free drink most nights if you're on. Mm-hmm. A show, uh, but nowadays it's either sometimes sorry, what, like a few places that do it, yeah, or jugs, which are still very much appreciated. As in, like jugs for the artists, jugs just, for the artists up yeah, the back yeah. of the room, which is nice. But you know, it, it was a you fun, want your own pint. Yeah, it was a fun novelty at two hands back in the day. But <laughs> there's very inside. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, the jug is. Again, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. You know, yeah, I'm very like, much appreciated. Of course, but it's like, yeah, but, I just haven't. Uh, I haven't been out in ages. I haven't really noticed uh, mm. the change in it one way or the other. But it would vary depending on the type of night. Mm. Like any of those ones where it was like, oh, you know, as many people as we can get on. Like we weren't giving drink cards to the wild. Oh, absolutely not. Like, it's just, no, that'd make no money. Exactly, and they as already a- barely did. <laughs> <laughs> But I think maybe after COVID and all the lockdowns, a lot of bars are just like, no, we're not going to just piss away money like that while you can barely bring in a crowd. Yeah. I'm not too... Because it's always been that weird thing with comedy where it's like, how can you keep running these evenings of three people rocking up every night for free? And it's like, are they really buying that much? Is it buying anything? Is I, it... I don't know. It's it's like... Just put on I always very much trivia night. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah. also at the same time as somebody who appreciates the opportunity to do comedy. <laughs> I do it's love like, comedy. I would much prefer that mm. the gig was on and I can do it. If you're still listening to this, I, I apologize for this t- turning into two old men talking about comedy from 10 years ago. Who cares? I'm not a, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about the listeners. I know you don't give a shit. I'll edit it so they'll like it. <laughs> I in, know what I'm doing. Put in a laugh track. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's always so tempting. Every time I'm like, I'm just like, no, nah, that was worth it. I'm putting that in. Yeah. Like, just when someone or someone who doesn't laugh very loud, right? Like the people who do that sort of, you know, it's all in the face. Yeah. Like you can see that they're having a good time, but like you know they're on the pod and there's no one at home is registering. I'm like, fuck it. Do I just bump the levels up so you can hear? Well, you like can't the... bump the levels correctly, <laughs> so it's like I'm tempted just to get like uh, you know Mowgli's laugh or something like Mowgli. Mut- no, Mugly. Mutley. Mutley. Uh, I'm sure get... Mowgli laughed at some point. You all have to laugh in the face of adversity. <laughs> when did he laugh? And he was, yeah, probably during Baloo song. That's enough up and up and about. Hey, you and me both. Some that Baloo, times. Oh. he inspired my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, was that was definitely the the brokest I've been, and like the the the, the downest I've been. Mm-hmm. Remember, like stealing from work a lot. That's not really ste- like okay. Where we 
Not where specifically. Yeah. What uh, kind of things were available to steal? Like I sold food. Oh, okay. So that's, okay. No, no, no. That's not stealing. Right. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll rephrase again. Were you stealing cooked food or were you stealing ingredients to use at home later? Uh, to use again later. You remember where I used to work? Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Like, I would steal a lot of that product. Yeah. Where, was I, where am I talking about? Who knows? Let's just say thematically it's like a deli. Yeah. So, like... It's not a deli in any way, but in that way of like, you know, you can just eat stuff from there or you can use it later. Yeah, for oh, it's still a bit of salami in the bolognese, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the more depressed I got, more stuff I would steal. But I'm, yeah, that's, I still don't have a problem with yeah. anybody stealing. And hey, if anyone from the wife. company can, um, can prove that what I'm talking about or want to come after me, maybe you shouldn't have stolen a lot of people's super. There you How go. How about that, huh? <laughs> you want to start this legal battle? Start that? Let's do it. Fuck yous. Yeah, I won't say the name. Coles Woolworths. <laughs> uh oh. Specifically, the sushi counter. Um, those weird me out. The weird sushi's in the supermarket. I've never bought sushi from uh, from supermarkets. I don't know why. I'm not I'll... a big sushi fan. Uh, okay. See, weirdly I mean, for me, I don't know I've what got it nothing is. wrong with it, but uh, I don't seek it out as all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all. Good. I just noticed there's a weird thing like internally that I have with it, where you'll be going through the shopping center, and it's like if there's a sushi place set up in the shopping center, mm-hmm. fine. If it's set up in the supermarket, I'm like, no. Don't trust it. Yeah, I, there's no distinction. There's like one set of those little fucking gate things in between one and the other. But I just, yeah. There's you know what, though? I it. take it back. I think it, might, it fully depends on the supermarkets. Because you see hmm? some of these coals they got these days. Oh, oh well, they got all like the fake grass type things in there. Yep. And then the, the shredded ice all over the, uh, the uh, fucking broccoli and everything. Now, they've got full on delis. They've got full on bakeries. Mm-hmm. They got the tin. Like, if you've been seeing those places where they've got like the corrugated iron on the inside. So it looks rustic and farmhouse yep. looking. I've seen that. Bakery and now, shit. one of those I would trust to suit. I mean, not that I don't trust them, but I would seek out sushi if I was nearby and needed a lunch. Okay. No, I'm still, there's something about it where I'm like, this, it almost feels like I'm on a set Mm. or something. Like, this doesn't feel like a real place. When I was working at that retail spot that I hated, sometimes my go-to lunch was the pub nearby, bowl of chips and a pint. That was a a pretty good lunch. That's (laughs) I had the problem. And my friend Roland was working in the video easy around the corner. Again, this is like 2014, 2015. Let's talk about fucking dream jobs in a second. Oh my God. I would visit him on lunch, and I've, I've never felt more like, like a side character in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like, he had all his mates working at the video, easy, and I would pop in during lunch, talk about our problems. Tim! Tim! <laughs> <laughs> they slide a VHS copy of JFK down the, uh, down the that's counter. what I needed after a hard day. <laughs> like, <laughs> matter of fact, I'll have it now. I open the, the big clamshell case. You put a story in and just start sucking the tape through it. <laughs> Again, 2014. Why are we talking about VHS? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, because it's video easy. Exactly, it's... exactly. Ah, uh, um, no, I love. There was video easy was the only video rental in Vanilla, and it was the absolute dream job. Oh, the dream job. You're Same in like, Pascal. Oh. Yeah, it, like, it's anywhere, anywhere in our generation where the video store was the prime job, mm. and I always blamed it for the reason that I never watched any movies. Because like, oh, we, right. we didn't have a cinema or anything in Benalla. Mm. We would only go to the cinema when we would go to hang out in the arcade next to the cinema 
in Shepparton. Right. When we were taking my sister there for dancing. Wouldn't get to play any of the arcade games. No, oh, no. that costs just... money. We'd just fuck around with them because there's lights and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mum would stay in there until we got kicked out. Cool. Great stuff. It's nice to just play around with the joysticks while you while yeah, you're and pretending insert two on. coins. Yes, exactly. Great fun. On House of the Dead. Rolling the white ball around because it's the only one that doesn't not get spurt back out. So uh, white ball on the pool tables. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, getting kicked out of there. Good times. Well, it's nothing like getting kicked out of an arcade with your mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, take me back to the sweet time, <laughs> hot nights. Just like. V- <laughs> No audio footage of me and mum just getting arrested, getting dragged <laughs> out of the time zone. I'm hanging onto one of the guns from Time Crisis 2 out the door. Uh, but yeah, like, so I just never would go to the cinema to see any new movies yeah. or anything. And then I was just one of those kids where I'm like, I want to see the same thing I've seen. Oh, yeah. Because anything new, that might be bad and boring and a waste of my time. So it was just like two, five of the... Well, it was five weeklies for 10 bucks, yeah? That was Ooh. the easy one. Ah, uh, can't remember what it was. But cause the, there was a five for deal. So you five get for deal. Like, yeah, a movie for Maybe every five day. for eight or something like that. Something like I that. remember my video easy towards the end of it. Of, well, it kicked on for another couple of years after I moved out. But like 20, 2000, 2008, 2009 or so, it was like eight for eight. Eight weeklies, eight bucks. Great. Beautiful. I, I was yeah. there every Saturday. This was my thing. We would go there. At a, when I was in high school, my girlfriend and I would go there and we'd get five movies. But it was just to like, excuse the fact that we're out in my bungalow for so long. Right. It's just like, oh, we've got like five movies we're going to watch. And then just, <laughs> just never remembered any of them. And mum would ask me like, oh, what'd you think of uh, Knocked Up? Like, I, I, <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they got knocked up. Yeah, that was oh, a bit over Seth Rogen. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I just said, yeah, was not watching these films. Uh, but you missed out. It's a funny movie. Yeah, there's lots of funny movies I've missed out on. But, uh, yeah, I... Not only did Benalla have the thing where that is the dream job, it was also where they always seemed to have boy and girl on staff. Okay. And it was always all the hot girls in town. There was, like, a bunch of hot girls that worked there. So it was, like... This is the be this is the dream, absolute dream job in town. Yeah, perfect sitcom job. Exactly. Ugh. No, as many sitcom things happening to me over at the reject shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm living in Netflix's own series, Blockbuster. Oh, that I haven't even. Wa- I've watched like people complaining about that more than I've actually watched of that show. Yeah, I'll never watch it. Who cares? You, no. <laughs> I'm at I'm at a point in my life where 99.9 percent of shows I see being advertised uh, around. Just on anything, I just immediately go. Well, I'm never going to watch that. And now I've got to keep va- uh, vamping because <laughs> maybe got up during my topic and went over to get a, uh, a cigarette, which I'm. I would have still been able to talk. That's why I have the room mic, so that I can put it down and hoy out if I need to. Oh right, right, right. This well, is why I recorded my shed and refused to go to anybody else's house. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got one week left of smoking, and then uh, I need to stop. How come you need to stop? Because I'm poor. Oh, and therein we tie it all back into the uh, the theme of the episode. It is the worst thing, but it is like the truth. Where you go, yeah, I'm quitting, but it's like Tiff wants me to do it for health reasons, of course. But it's a good excuse, exactly. It's a good thing. I need to be doing it anyway. Stops me smoking weed and other things as well, so I can get my podcast out actually this time and do you know do that kind of stuff. But 
when you tell a smoker that you've quit for financial reasons, they just give you this fucking daggered look because they go, I know what that means. That you're, means you're, you're scabbing my darts yeah. until you decide back. that. Well, that's made me like give up quitting so many times. Because right. I'll go out with somebody. Uh, I did it with Ben not that long ago where like, you know, we're just hanging out and I, he, he's got a 20 pack of darts and I had like seven of them. Oh, because like we're just sitting there just like having hey, darts I'm like, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, and I'm just like fuck now I, I feel too guilty to then next time see him and not have any cigarettes yeah. to give back so I'll usually end up just like for the last one when I was trying to quit last time I just like bought a 20 pack for him and go hey I bummed a bunch of darts last time just take this pack he's like no I'll leave you cut. I'm like no 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 take the whole fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> take it Take it, leave it sealed. If I, if you crack it at all, I'll, <laughs> like a pit bull, I'll just bloodshot eyes and come for you. The prey drive will go. Get don't, it away. Don't no. open it. I'm like Samson. That's my power. <laughs> Man, I wish cigarettes were my power. I wish these did anything. Man, Apart- cigarettes, I've had a couple in my time. They mm. are fun. Um, But yeah, I wish there was any, outside of just wanting more. Yeah. Gotta be good if they were good for you. Well, not good even then, just stylistically, aesthetically, very nice. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch his lineups, he's lighting up, folks. He is. Uh, old movies where they're smoking inside and smoking in the movies. It's a nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, I seem to will be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm quitting smoking. And, like, out here, I've got my shed and everything. Often, I'll spend more time inside if I'm trying to quit smoking because right. out here is. You know, it's my smoke and drinking spot. smoke zone, baby. Exactly. And literally, when you leave, I've got to do a big clear out because I'm getting all of the smoking shit out of here. Right. Um, To try to just make it not a smoking area because, like, what I'll do is I'll, like, oh, okay, I'll hang out inside more. I'll do that. And what was the last show that I was watching that was doing this to me really bad? Because I, The Sopranos did it for a while there. Mm hmm. Because I'm like, all right, I need to do something that isn't like chilling. So I watched The Sopranos and I'm watching that, and it's just like anything that era is just people. Christopher's just, writing his uh, screenplay yeah. while chain smoking cigarettes. And I'm just like, oh, Mad Men's a bad one for it. Oh, Mad Men's a nightmare for it. Wow, oh, it was something else in that era. I can't remember what I was watching. But then I'm like, I tried to avoid anything like that. So I'm like, all right, no dramas or anything where somebody needs to just be like contemplating. And for some reason, it ended up me watching clips from Spider Man 2. Like the what's the original actor's name? Like the original oh, Tobey Spider- Maguire. Tobey Maguire. I had Spider-Man. no idea what you were trying to indicate. <laughs> it seemed like he was just like, yeah, Spider Man Two. The um, oh, what's that? A movie. <laughs> I was watching. Sorry, a movie the, the, the mime I was doing. If anyone wants to, write, was literally just waving a cigaretted hand in a vague circle. Yeah. I in my mind, I was going, you know, back. If I was like you, early that would be. I would hate it because you're just literally <laughs> wagging a cigarette in my face. <laughs> Not that I loved it. <laughs> but you're right. It is, like, I also found a lot of the scenes in, like, very old movies, like black may and I, white movies. And may I interrupt? Yeah. The f- your, your point, I'm, I'm figuring out something here. If mm. smoking was prevalent nowadays. Yes. How much more would you hear him in podcasts? I still think you, well, because you definitely hear people vaping. Really? I definitely, you can hear it. I guess If you are a lunatic like me and listen with it far too loud so I can hear every background noise. But it is definitely a thing. You'll just hear the, because it's, it's, you hear somebody breathing in, but there's a slight whistle of it through plastic. Like you just get like that little, Ah. and they'll cut off. Well, I guess maybe I'm not listening to the same type of podcasts. No, you are. Okay. I guarantee you, you just sort of, some people are polite. tuned out. 
like, but just I still out. reckon people do it. Damn. But even now, I still think people like smoke on podcasts and you don't notice that much because you don't really hear them really. Possibly, but they're always recording inside and, and smoking inside is such a faux pas now. Even if you like to smoke, you know, it's been ingrained oh. into you so much. Oh, absolutely. But it's just because we've had the difference now and you can smell it, I yeah. think. Because that's the thing. Back in the day, you go around to grandma's house or whatever and absolutely everything just sort of smells. It's got that brown colouring, like that gloss of cigarette mm. smoke that you get inside. Yuck. That just is in the walls and the carpets and everything now. But at the same time, you just go, oh, yeah, it smells like grandma's house. Yeah. But I think now we've had that opportunity where, yeah, we only smoked outside that kind of thing. Damn. I used to, it was always funny. Like, mum would make a point about smoking outside, but then she'd, like, drag a cigarette in and blow it in my face and be like, you can't smoke, you have asthma. Uh, so it was All right, well, on, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go now again. That's a real broken home. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, I've actually, it was funny. We've only had one actual broken home on here so far. It was me and Mobes. Okay. <laughs> uh I got really wrecked over this weekend, and I'm really having trouble keeping my memory going. That's what I was talking about. Mum smoking, asthma, broken home. Yeah, but that was sort of the tangent. I was hoping we'd get back to the point. Because we were talking originally about festival and everything there. There was something I was going to talk about there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess if I'm just framing it in the context of what we're talking about here, Mm -hmm. I guess a low point (laughs) is what you could call it. But, hey, I was meeting so many of my well, lifelong the, friends. But this is what I mean. Like, this is sort of the the uh, air of the podcast, basically. It's like, yeah, that was literally the brokest time that you would have been. Like, yeah. uh, I'd only just moved to Melbourne. I decided, uh, like, yeah, I'll live by myself, which was not a financially good idea at all. No, where was that again? Uh, that was right near ACU, like, uh, behind that petrol station. Yeah, I remember that place. In that one-bedroom... Big mirror on the wall? Big mirror on all the walls. Big mirror on all the walls. Because it was like the, the double doors of the cupboard yeah. were full mirror, but there was mirror around the entire outside of the walls. I remember this, yeah. And so I'm just becoming like a fucking parakeet walking around that house, just like looking at my own reflection mm. at every angle. Because like, I'd be walking out of the bathroom and this mirror would end, so I go, all right, so now I've got to look over to this side where I can still see myself. And I'm just like, I caught myself doing it one time and I'm just like, i got to get to fucking somewhere, just go to the Imperial or something, I got see who's of, there. Yeah. I, I got, got a lot walk. of do- uh, big mirrors in my, my place now. God, I look at myself a lot in the mirror. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cute little boy. <laughs> I do it as well. It's, it's, I can't look not at me make in the mirror. Faces, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then you just probably put the little red dot in your forehead and, <laughs> <laughs> and fire. <laughs> uh, I'm constantly doing it. Just any, Mirror, I absolute parakeet out now. Just looking at myself, fucking around. <laughs> I've also got the new tattoos. I was going to mention you. And then, yeah. that's my current uh, stupid reason to be broke. Right. So, there's always got to be something that you're just spending money on that you shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> and these are them, but I'm Damn. happy with them. Uh, Alright, so we'll just swing back to the, the terrible jobs. Because I think that's one that most people can most easily connect with because right. it, it is it, it makes you feel like you've got that decision where you're like what's worse having no money or dealing with this fucking job hmm. and the unfortunate answer is always you got to stick with the actual job was that one would you say your worst job or just the job you had when you were sort of at that worst level 
Look, I've never had like a super terrible job where I've you know been like oh, I can't go in. I'll face this person. Uh, well, maybe in hospital a little bit, but that job was just like. But I mean, the, like a okay. good job I had at the lowest point. Right. Okay. Okay. So like, uh, like call center jobs, anything like that. Like, I've had call center jobs. Yeah, and they haven't been bad. They have not been as bad. I won. Employee of the year, three years in a row at my call center job. Okay, I'm starting to think it's you, not these jobs. Like, <laughs> you seem just a little too, like, hopeful. You're like SpongeBob with the fucking Krusty Krab kind of vibes. Like, Yeah, I could see that. Definitely the like, call Come center. on, guys, let's all have fun. We love the song here at Walmart. That, like, I mean, I can guarantee that's the reason I won Employee of the Year three, three years in a row, because <laughs> no one else I wanted to stay there more yep. than six months. <laughs> uh, and two, didn't know how to talk about automotive finance like I could. You got a car loan? Don't get one. Yep. Nah. I, uh, yeah, my worst job was, uh, I think I've mentioned it on here before, was at a car leasing, uh, like novated car leasing. So oh, God, you do it through no, I your... hate novated car leases. Oh, it's bullshit. It's yeah. a scam. <laughs> it's a tax write-off for the rich and then a scam they use to rip off their employees by pretending it's a perk. It's the whole thing. This And this place in particular was us being roped into a scam. Okay. Because, like, they wouldn't record calls. They'd, like, uh, offer people deals over the phone, but because the calls aren't recorded, they'd give them something different in their contract. Oh, damn. The person would sign it. They'd be getting their first bill, and they're like, this is completely wrong. They're like, no, that's what you signed. It's right there. Just Fuck. ripping people off. It was a nightmare, and I was working reception. Do you know if they're still in business? Yeah, they are. Okay. We've tried some things, but they're We'll still discuss there. this offline. Yeah. But, like... uh I was working reception for them mm-hmm. instead of, uh, you know, in the usual IT roles and stuff that I'd have. Yeah. And just having to be stuck on there while someone is abusing the fuck out of me because the person they spoke to won't take the call transfer. Because oh, you like call through and you're like, hey, it's this person they've called back for you. They're like, yeah, I don't want to talk to them. And I'm like, what, do I just hang up? Like, what? But they just, I just be like, yeah, they're not in and you just have to lie for them. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you got to line your job sometimes just to make things easier for your workmates but it's usually because like from a feeling of camaraderie you know yeah where it's just like oh this person you know they've rocked up 10 minutes late and they're just like did you rock up late and i was like no she was here she was floating around or whatever you're like you'll cover for people and that kind of thing but yeah straight up having to just lie for people because i've felt coerced into it Mm. it was fucking gross man like even when my mate was working there with me we'd have like lunch breaks where we'd go outside and just you'd have an hour lunch. So we would stand in the alleyway next to work, not say a word to each other and just punch like six darts and then just give each other a nod when the hour was up and fucking just like trudge back inside. Jeez. It was just months of that. It was an absolute nightmare. How long ago was this? Uh, that was about four years ago. Four years ago. Oh yeah, definitely knew you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this was... Literally, it was when I stopped doing comedy because I was just too fucking miserable. Oh, God. That's <laughs> awful to hear. It was an awful job. But even there, I found little funny bits that would sort of be going on. Like, there was these a couple of guys that worked in one department that are just like jocks. You know, just like, yeah, a couple of the lads they're going around. They're like, they don't give a fuck about this. They're just looking for Coke money for the weekend. They're up. <laughs> But they got... Underneath a, the couch, in between the cushions. Oh, they're looking for it. Yeah, looking come for on, that man. Coke money. Uh... And they got in trouble one time. We had a big meeting where they're just like, look, everybody, this is not acceptable behavior. We need to bring this up now. Mm. I'm thinking, all right, somebody's groped somebody in the lunchroom or something awful like that. (laughs) 
And they're just not like, like sales are down. No, no, no. This was like a they brought in like a HR thing. So uh, it's not like right. a it wasn't a sales meeting. It was like an impromptu. Yeah, uh, an incident has occurred that we need to have a meeting mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it was just because a couple of the jock guys brought a ping pong table into work and snuck it up into one of the empty floors that was above Ooh. our floor. And so people kept disappearing on breaks to go up and play ping pong up in the fucking oh, hell yeah. upstairs room in this secret ping pong table. Uh, man, a ping pong table in the break room, sure sign you've got a shit job. Oh, absolutely. But a secret ping pong table means you've got a shit job, but at least the boys are having a bit of fun. All right, right. It's got that like school vibe where it's like the teachers are going to catch you kind of oh, thing. Oh, damn, that sounds... Do you you know what I mean? like, it's just that little thing. It's like, yeah, ooh, that's yeah. Hearing about that, and you're like getting in on the club, and then you got to go sneak up, and you're getting in your rounds. You got to like keep an eye on the time for other people, yep. so that we know when we're meant to be back from our breaks and shit. I remember one, and sorry if I'm jumping in. No, 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 that was story. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time, and I used to do a bit about this. I was in a call center, inbound call center job, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, it was pretty good. Uh, and they, I was like at one part, mm-hmm. one point I started training new people to come on board and they used like a screen recording cause I recorded the yep. screen sometimes for the calls. So they recorded the screen. I didn't know that they were doing this during the call so that they could play it like projected in front of like all new staff. So you could say, all right, so then you click onto this and then yep. you tab over here and put in this thing while you're talking to someone, blah, blah, blah. And they just grabbed all. a random call of yours. They didn't like... Yep hey, can you go through these things so that they'll be displayed? They just went, oh, one of Tim's will do. Exactly. Which okay. is why, halfway through, they saw me Google reviews for my own comedy festival show <laughs> in the background. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. One of the first things I had to teach them was three and a half stars isn't necessarily bad. <laughs> it's over half. It's over half. That's a passing That's a good grade, time. baby. It's a good time at the comedy festival. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty brutal. Almost <laughs> <laughs> uh, as bad as when, yeah, I had to. This one's more dumb mm. because I was trying to text a message like with a joke. The punchline had the word semen in it, but I'm pretty dyslexic, right. and the word semen, when written the way I thought it did, didn't look right. It was spelled You've correctly. You've already started with semen, and yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Normally, it's just, it's just like, I just, wanted, I just wanted to text the word sermon to my priest. No, no, no. This was, I was trying to say semen. It would only work if it's spelled correctly. Right. So I used my work computer for some reason to Google the word semen to make sure it was spelled correctly. Right. Just before going to lunch and locking the screen and just having to come back to work. And they're just like, oh, can you show us workers do this with the CFO? And just like, yeah, sure. Open up. And then it's just Google results for semen. (laughs) And I left it on the screen for a bit longer than I should, but it was Did you mean... (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, yeah. Semen red? Question mark? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Semen red? No, that's not... No. That's a torsion issue. (laughs) Well, on that's that another note. episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually love that as a place to end it. So, Okay, great. Uh, normally at the end, we just uh, give a, little, a couple of little details here. So uh, for anybody who is struggling financially or needs uh, assistance with any access to food or essential goods, uh, there is support out there for people who do need those sort of services. So uh, you can go to moneysmart.gov.au. 
and they'll be able to help you with like financial planning, help with your bills and that kind of stuff, all free of charge, all free services for you to go and get. Uh, you can also go to foodbank.org.au uh, if you do need help with food, essentials, that kind of thing. If you go on that website, you'll be able to find local resources that you'll be able to have access to. And most importantly, if you need them, go and get them. Like, it is a thing that people sometimes, like, even with you explaining at the start of this episode, where you're like, oh, you know, just to be sure, I'm not actually that bad. I find that's a lot of people's attitude, especially mm. when it comes to these kinds of things of needing these essentials. You go, ah, somebody needs that more than me. Well, like, I'm not that bad, you know. I don't have this, but I'm getting by, that kind of thing. It's like, no, these services are there to help you, they're to help people. So don't feel bad. Go and grab it if you need it, and it'll help you get through this period in your life. Yeah, And actually, uh, just to reiterate, you know, I, I think we were both coming at this with a sense of fun and a sense of funniness, and we just wanted to uh, talk about funny moments in our lives. So, you know, if we were being glib or... Um, I'm cutting anything, that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck no. you all. No, no. If no. I was being glib or, or too uh, haphazard about anything, I do apologize. But, uh, hey, hope you enjoyed listening to this new episode of right. Broke and Home. Broke and Home. That's like what I'm saying. Broke and Home. Yes. <laughs> you got to be serious. Some people have had ad and I'm like, that's only the email address. So, if you do want to get in contact with the show, uh, we do have a couple of shout-outs of stories that we did want from people because uh, Noah in particular was asking about we not just terrible house setups that people had last uh, week, but those absurd houses where you get into them, where you're just like, yeah, I'll rent this place out. And it's this weird, rabid warren that have like behind like weird little cupboards and things in pillars and shit like that. Switches that do absolutely anything in the house. You know, oh, yeah, ones? I've had a couple of those. Like the mystery switch in the kitchen where you're like, it does something. What's going on here? It literally yeah. feels like it buzzes when I turn on. I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to write in for any of those or you have any stories to do with our topics, or if you'd like to. Complain about Tim Clark's personal glibness throughout this uh, entire episode. Go for it. Uh, write to us at brokeandhome at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find me at techiewebby on Instagram. You can send me through a message there. Timothy Clark, you got anything you would like to plug this week? What would I like to plug? Follow me on the uh, social medias, you know, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, Letterboxd, at Mr. Timothy Clark. That's the same across all of them? Same across all of them. I'm uh, not really on Instagram that much, but hey, give it a follow anyway. Um, like my most recent photo. You'll be in competition with a bunch of Russian sex bots who are always <laughs> jumping on and liking the last thing I posted. Oh, man, I don't even get those. I don't really have anything in the comedy festival. I don't know when this is coming out. I'm guessing in a couple of weeks. Uh, should be in about a fortnight. About a fortnight or so. Uh, I'm doing a show called Emma's Deb on April 8th. It's a variety show at the Vic mm-hmm. Hotel. Uh, sorry, the Victoria Hotel in the city. Victoria mm-hmm. Hotel in Brunswick is where I host a trivia every Wednesday. It's free yeah. entry, 7.30pm, Vic Hotel, Brunswick. Uh, it's been selling out most weeks, so book ahead. It's generally like the most fun gig I do. Uh, I write it all myself, so if you mm-hmm. like questions about the Oscars every week, come on board. <laughs> it's great. It's really, it's really the fun. the character's name. I don't know who it is. So you can find Timothy Clark there. Tim. Thanks very much for coming on the episode. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, love to podcast. Love to catch up with my good friend, Jeremy Webb. Yes. And I, as I've discovered, this is the only way I can catch up with half of my comedy mates. <laughs> so I actually Well, have we're to avoiding you because we don't want to give you cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Webby's due. Harvest is coming in. I need every cigarette I've ever loaned out back. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. Uh, thanks very much. And thanks very much for listening, guys. And... 
hopefully hear from you soon. Bye.